All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Trash Talk with Tony Nabrowski. My name is Tony Nabrowski, and thank you for joining me today. So on this week's show, I was joined by Grant Richards, and it was all football this week. We talked about the Lions' comeback, Week 7 win over the Atlanta Falcons, Grant's now 3-3 three and three Vegas Raiders, and we also touched on both Michigan and Michigan State football as they opened up their 2020 seasons this past weekend as well. So without further ado, I hope you all sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Trash Talk with Tony Nabrowski over on 88.3 FM, WXOU. Hey, you know what? I'm in a good mood today. It is a victory Monday for some of us. Hey. <laughs> that was mean. I'm sorry. Right. You know, hey, revel in it. Enjoy hey, you it. know what? We're both at 500. It's okay. Right. But with that, welcome into this week's show on a Monday. Live from the Oakland Center here at Oak University. Trash Talk with Tony Nabrowski is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show this week. Whether you listen live on 88.3 FM, WXOU, WXOU.org slash listen, the Radio FX app, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Welcome into the show this week, and welcome back, Grant Richards. How are you, Grant? How was your weekend? It was actually a really good weekend. I saw you golfed. Yeah, always. Um, <laughs> as you know, uh, you and Eli have those running bets of whether or not I'm golfing whenever we're asked to hang out, but... Uh, <laughs> I usually am golfing. Um, got out there right after the frost advisory. Just had to do it on a football Sunday. Feel good about sitting on the couch for eleven hours right after that. Yeah, whenever, um, like you said, whenever we hang out and we invite the trash talk crew out, um, we're always like, let's extend the invite to obviously Grant and Tyler. And one of the weeks I'm like, oh, it's going to be a really, really nice day. Grant might be golfing, but still go ahead and ask him. And he like, he like tried to twist in, say some evil stuff. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking, Eli. But great to have you back. It was a great football weekend. Oh, my goodness. College football is obviously going on. The Big Big Ten Ten is back. We will talk about Michigan and that dumpster fire in East Lansing later on in the show. Um, But it was also a really good NFL Sunday. I mean, we talked about it before we got on the air. Like, even not counting the Lions and the Raiders, like... There were some good football games yesterday that were really, really fun to watch. So if you're a football fan like us, too, it was a good weekend. And it's going to be all football today. Yeah, it was a really nice weekend. Um, It was nice to kind of enjoy those games after not really enjoying the Raider game. But every other game almost felt like a somewhat of a battle. It was crazy to see that one of the biggest blowouts was the football team against the Cowboys. (laughs) Like, Cowboys are a dump, man. Cowboys are... <laughs> Mike McCarthy's going to be a one and done. Oh, my God. What a mess. What I've learned from the Cowboys, if I can just get into that really quick, yeah. is Dak Prescott might be the greatest player of all time. Because he made that Cowboys team look decent, mm-hmm. at least. Well, Dak's injury is why I think Philly wins the NFC least. <laughs> in I what, 6-9-1? and one? With that uh, solid 5-11 and 11 record, probably. <laughs> I mean, that division is so terrible. You you put the Lions in that division, oh, God. You put any 500 team in that division, and they're in first. The NFC West has four playoff teams. Four <laughs> playoff caliber teams, and at least one of them is going to miss. Meanwhile, you're going to have Philly win that division at 4-12, and 12, and they're going to get a home playoff game. And probably <laughs> win. Just knowing, knowing the Oh, Eagles yeah, that's a game Philly winning. always. Yeah, they did it last year. They squeaked into the playoffs, and they beat Seattle at home, if I remember correctly. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But we mentioned it's all football this week. You mentioned the Raiders. We, I can't have you on the show and not talk about know, your Vegas I know. Raiders. I mean, it's, there's, there's a brighter side to every stone. Yeah, but we'll be nice to the Raiders. So we'll talk about them later in the show. But obviously, you know where we're starting, okay? So here's how I'm going to start this segment in the show for the Lions. Even as big of a critic as I am on this football team, and you and everybody listening knows how big of a critic I am of the Detroit Lions, okay? Whenever I get the chance to rip into Bob Quinn or Matt Patricia, I take it, (laughs) okay? Like, I will take any chance to rip into this football team. But even as big of a critic as me... I had a lot of fun watching that football game yesterday, and I really, really enjoyed that win. And the reason I enjoyed that win, and the reason why I was so happy in my post-game video, it's not because they're back at 500. 
I'm happy about that, but that's not the reason why I was so excited after yesterday's win. It's not because of the defense playing really, really good for the second straight week, which we will talk about that later, because the defense, two straight weeks, they've looked a heck of a lot better than what they were looking, not just throughout this season, but the last two seasons. You know, it's not because they're at 500, it's not because of the defense. The reason I was so happy after that win yesterday, and the reason I'm still happy today, is because of three words. One name, John Matthew Stafford. Man, listen, I was getting very, very sick and tired of hearing all the all the hate Matthew Stafford get this season, okay? I was tired of seeing everybody go, uh, we need to get rid of him. He's the problem here. He's a bum. La, 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 la. I was sick of it. <laughs> I was so sick and tired of all the Matthew Stafford hate when I knew he's not the problem. And I've been, I've been trying to say on Twitter and on here that just he's not the problem. But people didn't want to hear me. So I was tired of hearing all that. But yesterday's comeback win showed you that Matthew Stafford is still Matthew Stafford. Okay. After last week's win in Jacksonville, Eli Bashy was on the show. And he said, Tony, I know it's Jacksonville, but Matthew was making some throws in that game, the Jacksonville game, that he wasn't making earlier this season. And I said, Eli, you're right, but I do want to see him continue to do this on a more consistent basis. Yesterday, I have full confidence right now saying that vintage Matthew Stafford is back. And again, he needs to do it more consistently. The Lions as a whole need to continue to do this more consistently. But listen, man, a minute, four seconds left after Todd Gurley fell into the end zone. They pulled a Penn State. They fell into the end zone. They fell into that score. Matthew Stafford's got the ball. And there's only a few quarterbacks in this league that you want to have the ball in that situation. And one of them is Matthew Stafford to me. The comeback king struck again. And he made some big-time throws on that drive, too. In particular, before the touchdown to Hawk. That throw to Kenny Galladay to get them inside the 10 was a beautiful throw. Beautiful catch. Pay Kenny Galladay. <coughs> and... It, 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 even though the refs tried to screw that up, I was terrified that they were going to do another 10-second oh, runoff. Oh, I, I just remember seeing five tweets, like, please don't be a runoff, it's going to be a runoff, it's going to be a runoff. Because the commentators kept on saying, this might be a runoff situation. I'm like, no, 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 don't, do, don't you do this to me again. Stop it. But it wasn't a runoff situation. The refs figured it out after, like, 20 minutes. And Stafford, he had time in the pocket, shout out to the O-line, Stepped up a little bit to a point where I thought he was going to scramble into the end zone, but he stopped, found a wide-open Hawkinson on national tight end day. Lions tied the game, but, you know, Danny Amendola has that, in my opinion, a stupid penalty because there are a lot of guys in the field with no helmet on, including Atlanta. One of the Atlanta defenders, after the Hawkinson touchdown, literally took his helmet off and slammed it onto the ground. They didn't call a penalty on him. They are just like, oh, Danny. Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. I'm like, okay, whatever. So now Prayer has to nail a 48-yard PAT for the win. <laughs> and he nails it. He was great yesterday outside of that one miss. And listen, man. I-, I said after last week's win against Jacksonville with, again, Eli on the show. I said, you know, it's hard for me to get excited after a win against Jacksonville. Especially considering the fact that Jacksonville looks like they're back in the tank for Trevor sweepstakes. <laughs> You know, Mike Glennon might be starting for them relatively shortly here. Minshew Mania, God bless, it might be over now. Um, you know, it was hard for me to celebrate a dominant win against a bad Jacksonville team. And while Atlanta is a bad football team, again, I said last week, I still think they are a more real opponent than Jacksonville. They're a bad football team, but they have great players. They're playing for their interim guy. You know, they're playing Absolutely. for him... And, again, they have real players on that football team on both sides of the ball. Offensively, Matt Ryan, former MVP. Julio Jones, one of, if not the best receivers in football. Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, Todd Gurley. Um, Crazy they got, O-line, by the way. I was just about to say, the O-line's got studs. They got Alex Mack, who's been really good. Um, and then defensively, guys like Grady Jarrett. I mean, there's just there's playmakers all over the place for that Atlanta team. 
they were one and five going into that game, but I thought they were a more serviceable opponent than Jacksonville. Oh, you know, I said after the Jacksonville game, if you can beat Atlanta and Eli, he was holding me to this. He was holding me to it. I said if they beat Atlanta, I don't care how they do it. If they get back to three and three, I'm not going to criticize them. And that I'm not going to criticize them. I'm staying true to my word. I'm like Heath Ledger, rest in peace. I'm a man of my word, okay? I'm a man of my word. I'm being nice to the Lions today. I'm actually in a very, very good mood, you know? They're back at 3-3. Three and three. They, they still got a nice schedule going forward. And the defense is playing incredibly well, okay? I mentioned that we were going to talk about the defense. Let's talk about the defense. I mean... For two straight weeks now, the Lions' defense has looked uh, probably the best it's looked since Patricia took over. Uh, honestly. And again, Jacksonville last week is kind of an outlier because Jacksonville's terrible. But this week against Atlanta, again, Atlanta's got a very, very nice offense. Mm-hmm. Okay? Atlanta's offensive drives yesterday. Punt, three and out, three and out. Um, Gurley touchdown. Ryan to really touchdown. Uh, punt. Turnover on downs, that was the fourth down stop. Trey Flowers with the pass breakup. Um, Romeo Cora strip sack, we will talk about him in a second here. And then uh, Todd Gurley falling into the end zone with a two-point conversion. Like, the Lions defense held that Atlanta offense to 22 points. That's really good. They held them to 66 rushing yards on the day. That's really, really good. And... Listen, again, like I said to start the show, I am a huge critic of Matt Patricia. I will, any chance I get, I will slander him, okay? But at the same time, I always give credit where it's due. You absolutely have to give credit to Matt Patricia for making adjustments that have, through two games, worked. And again, Jacksonville might be an outlier, but this game... That's impressive by that defense. Um, I've been very critical of the Patriots signings because up until the Jacksonville game, it just didn't seem like they were working so far. But throughout these last two games, the Patriot guys, they're playing their asses off. Guys like Trey Flowers, who, in my opinion, kind of was quiet to start the year. He's been fantastic over these last two weeks. Yesterday, fantastic. That pass breakup on 4th and 5 in the 4th quarter, ginormous. Um, you got Jamie Collins who's been playing well. Jerron Harmon has been great as one of the top safeties in pro football focus. Um, Danny Shellen's been playing a lot better. I mean, like I said, these Patriot guys who have criticized have been playing very, very well. I'll give credit to Patricia. I'll give credit to uh, Quinn as well. Okay? But also, on that defense, there are guys, Grant, who we haven't heard of in years now coming out of nowhere and playing their butts off. Guys like Romeo Cora who was sleeping all of last year, has come out of nowhere throughout these last two games and has been really, really good. Yesterday, that strip sack in the fourth quarter, ginormous, ginormous. Um, Deshaun Hand, again, very quiet after his nice rookie year. Um, You know, he was obviously hurt last year, but he's been quiet so far this year. He had a big play in yesterday's game. Big, big, big play. Um... You know, like this defense, again, you have to give credit to Patricia for making adjustments because so far they have worked and it's leading to winning football. You know, forget how the season started, okay? It it, it wasn't pretty <laughs> and we attacked the heck out of this football team as we should have. Absolutely. But you know what, man? They They got two straight wins. They're back at 500. They're coming home to play the Colts on Sunday. The Colts, we talked about it before we got on the show. That's going to be one of the teams the Raiders have to worry about in the wild card chase. Oh, yeah. The Colts are a good team, okay? That is a team that, with Darius Leonard, in my opinion, that's the second-best defense in football. I used to say the best defense, but that title now goes to Pittsburgh. Yes, okay? I know Michael Pierce will like that because he's a Steelers fan, but... With Darius Leonard, I think the Colts have the second-best defense in football. And I haven't seen any injury reports yet, but I'm assuming that he will play on Sunday. Um, and then, obviously, the Colts always have a good offensive line. 
Um, they're a team that's built on the running game, and in general, they are just built to dominate the line of scrimmage, something the Lions have done throughout these last two weeks, both on the offensive and defensive lines. If you can win that cold game on Sunday, Grant, you are looking at possibly a 6-3 and three turnaround. Yeah, it's, it's a nice stretch coming up for the Lions, but one thing I've kind of noticed is in these last two weeks, you said make adjustments and kind of get to that point, but this has been a completely different football team for the last two weeks. Going into Jacksonville, you didn't see the four-man, three-man rushes, and everyone was dropping a like dropping into coverage. And it you was saw always blitz coverage. Pack- yeah, you yeah. saw bit blitz packages zone. Yeah, it's like Matt Patricia hit himself in the head waking up one morning or something. It was like, I know what I need to do, and now I'm gonna do it because I felt like all along Matt Patricia knew how to win, and it was do the opposite of what he's been doing. No offense, but it just felt like. There was knowledge there of how to win, and now the Lions are doing that. The Lions are showing up, they're blitzing, they're disguising their plays before it even happens. They just look different, they look competent, and I, I just don't know when that transition happened. I, I, I know what happened. Me and Eli talked about on the show last week, but Trisha, it took him to sit down in his seat and feel that his ass was on fire to go, oh, crap, I need to start making changes on defense. Has it not been on fire all season? And then just, It was really you know, on yeah, fire true. going into that Jacksonville That was game. a must win. You saw the reports before that game from CBS Sports, from ESPN, saying that basically Patricia lost that game, he's out. Yeah. Like, his ass was on – it was – there were flames. <laughs> there were actual flames under his butt. And it took him three years to make adjustments on defense – but he made those adjustments, and so far, so good. Now, here's my thing with the Lions before I send it back to you. Keep it going, okay? The yeah, job's seriously. not done nope. yet. The, the job's not done yet. They're at 3-3. Three and three. That's cool. You're starting to win critics like me over. That's fine and dandy. Keep it going. Win this game on Sunday against a good Colts team. And then after that, go into Minnesota and decapitate a bad Vikings team. Terrible. Um, beat down a terrible Washington football team that beat up the Cowboys yesterday, but beat that team down that you should win. And then and then just start to go into the rest of your schedule with a 6-3 and three record. That would be such a ginormous turnaround for this football team. <laughs> ginormous. Looking from firing their coach to looking at the playoffs in a matter of four four weeks? That's that's huge. That would be a massive turnaround. But you know what? They just got to take it one yeah, game at a time. Cannot you cannot be looking You can't look ahead. No. You, yeah, you can't be looking ahead. Um, but, yeah, man, like I've been saying all week long going into this game against Atlanta, you know, the Jacksonville dominant win, that was nice, but I need to see more. I know Atlanta's 1-5, and, and it would be easy for me to come in front of this microphone today and go in front of the camera yesterday and be like, Hey, man, Matthew Stafford's a god. That's a nice win. They're back at 500. But if Todd Gurley doesn't fall into the end zone, they lose that game. That's absolutely true. True. But I can't play that card after that win. I I just can't. You know, I'm in a good mood because of John Matthew Stafford silencing the critics, just going out there, just showing everybody how big his kahunas are. Like... That's my quarterback right there, man. That is the guy that I've been defending for so damn long. He ain't the problem. He's got to pick this team out of its own mess every single time. Sometimes he fails. Sometimes he succeeds. Yesterday, he succeeded. And, again, I know Atlanta was 1-5 going to that game. But Lions didn't pick their schedule, okay? This is how the NFL handed it to them. If they're back at 500, they're coming home to play the Colts on Sunday... Keep it rolling. That's that's my motto. Just keep it rolling, okay? The defense is playing well. Stafford's looking like himself again. You, We do have to talk about my one critique, though, from the Lions. The offensive play calling is atrocious. What, you mean run, run, pass, punt doesn't win you games? Yeah, uh, the whole let's play AP and not DeAndre Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the defense is playing well, Stafford looks vintage, and you have a run game, but do, they but... refuse to play DeAndre Swift consistently. And that's my one critique about this team right now. Like, the before that game when you drive for Matthew Stafford, the Lions had one touchdown all afternoon, and it was in the first quarter. Second drive of the game. After that, 
they were punting, they were kicking field goals, they were missing field goals. Like, the offense was not that good yesterday, but Matthew Stafford had to bail him out at the end. But, you know, the play calling has been an issue all season long for me. You know, Daryl Bevel has looked kind of sus this year after what was a good year last year. Um, You have a legitimate star in Kenny Galladay. You have Marvin Jones. You have Hawkinson. You have an offensive line playing very, very well. And you finally have a really, really nice young, talented running back back there again in DeAndre Swift. Use him consistently, please, okay? Like, it's just a night and day difference between him and AP. AP's been good for us this year. True. But it is time to make DeAndre your number one. Like, come on. That's my only critique from yesterday. But, again, I'm in a good mood. They're at 3-3. Colts on Sunday. Keep it rolling. Grant, as a non-biased guy towards the Lions, your thoughts on yesterday's win in Atlanta? I just want to touch on the AP thing. AP has been good. He's been, like, yeah. he doesn't look like he's a relic. He looks like he looks very competent, but... He's not a dinosaur. I swear, on third and short and on fourth and short... Oh, God! That's, the, that's my... That's where I thought you were going with that. I thought you were going to bring up how third and two, fourth and one... Well, they Hand won. Hand off to Adrian Peters. They won. I was going to be okay. nice. All right. All right. But since, just... you, since you brought it up, it's like, it's like feeding a baby. You know what? Since the spoon is in your mouth, you might as well just eat might it. Might as well keep it going. You might as well just eat it. Okay? Um. Yeah. Third and one, or third and short, fourth and short, run up the middle with AP. What? Five years ago? Great play call. <laughs> Great. They called a Madden halfback dive on third and fourth and short with AP. With Again, Matthew Stafford, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson. You need two yards. Hell, Jesse James has been catching balls this year. Like, anything but what they called. No, it's but, just, again, I, I didn't want to dive into that heavily, no, but you, I just wanted fed, to say... You fed the baby. Yeah, you it, might as well get the rest of the food. That was, like you said, sus. I, <laughs> other than that, it was, I mean, it was a good game. I thought the Lions should be kind of taking the lead here and running as opposed to like letting the Falcons back in. But again, that I'm not trying to be super critical because it was a huge win and Matthew Stafford played like no one expected him to or 340 passing yards. On that last drive, if you have one incomplete pass or where you don't gain yards, you don't have that ten yard throw to Hawk. Honestly, Grant, that throw to Kenny Galladay before the touchdown to Hawk. Like, who makes that throw if your name is not Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, or Russell Wilson? That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to think who makes that throw. No, seriously, I don't see many quarterbacks attempting that throw. And if that's incomplete, you have two seconds left, you have a deep ball to the end zone. you got to just launch it to the end zone. Yeah, if the play before that doesn't go for 10, 15 yards, you don't have that throw to Kenny Galladay. Matthew Stafford had to be perfect on his last drive, and he was exactly that. And as soon as Todd Gurley fell into the end zone, my biggest takeaway, everyone kind of knew. Jamie Collins threw his hands up and said, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, whoever made that tackle on Gurley to make it feel like he was being he, taken down I, I, and then pushed him into the end zone at the end, that was a great play. Um, he purposefully let... He he purposely missed the tackle. Right, but he like he yeah. wrapped him up like yeah. so. Todd kept fighting. I don't remember who it was. It might have been uh, Tracy or Will Harris, one of those two. Maybe it was Harmon. I don't know. It maybe, felt maybe like... Tyler, if he's listening, can help me. But whoever it was, you can tell he had him, yep. and then he was like, you know what? Just kidding. Go. Yeah. And then Gurley said after the game, the momentum carried him into the end zone, which yeah. you can you can tell. He literally tried to stop, and then was like, oh crap, and then just. The, the ball just, just, uh, it just barely went over the plane, but it did. Tyler's texting us. Who yeah, is it? Will Harris. It was. I thought it was Will Harris, but I don't want to say Will Harris. Then it was like Tracy or something. It was Will Harris. But kids, you don't have to fall at the one inch line. I'm just saying, like for Todd Gurley <laughs> in the future, because I know he loves doing that instead of just punching it in. You can fall at like the three. Todd Gurley loves getting well, again, right the, up to the goal line. I know the momentum took him in, but it just felt like he took a few more steps. So once you get that first down, just crumble. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Will Harris missing a tackle won the game. <laughs> yeah, well, knock on wood if you're with me for Will Harris. <laughs> no, but I mean, that game was, there were times where everything kind of stalled. 
and the defense came through. The defense actually got stops. Like you said, they only, the Falcons only had three scoring drives. Yeah. It's not like they had a crazy, like, offensive display of attack. And they didn't. The defense showed up when they needed to when the Lions stalled. Because the Lions would run the ball with AP on third and fourth down. Uh, Get rid of that, and the Lions put up probably, I would assume, two more scores. <sighs> Again, uh, it's hard. I'm, I'm sorry to keep bringing no, 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 that up, no, 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 but no, it's no. just like that's my takeaway: is they could have had forty, they still won. Yeah, they they, 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 they won. still they still won. And to go back to your point about the defense, um, two out of the four quarters yesterday, they pitched a shutout. Yep. First, third quarter shutout. Outside of that, um, that Todd Gurley, you know, woo, I fell into the end zone. <laughs> they pitched a shutout in the second half, like. <laughs> This Lions defense, Grant, was garbage. <laughs> garbage! All three years that Patricia's been here. And again, it just took a little fire under that butt for Patricia to go, oh, well, maybe I should use this pencil and think of some adjustments. Play more zone, start sending more pressure, start blitzing a little bit more, d- disguise the packages a little bit, and look what's happening! Not only is it working, but the guys who you brought here to fit the scheme are now, they're playing very well. Again, the Patriot guys, like, they're playing very well now. Listen, it's two games, and it's two games against teams with a combined two wins, but, again, you have to give... Sorry, should I cancel my order on the Lions Super Bowl t-shirts? No, you can order them. All right. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Might, you might as well. Raiders, Lions, Super Bowl. Who says Ooh, no? I would scream yes. <laughs> oh, that would be insane. I wouldn't know who to root for. I mean, <laughs> it would it would be close, but I think we have our allegiances. Maybe, yeah. May, I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, But all jokes aside, I mean, yeah, it's two games against two teams with a combined two wins, but the defense has looked incredible. Now, again... Three words. Keep it going. Just keep it going. You're playing the Colts on Sunday, who... That's a team that's built through the line of scrimmage. But the Lions throughout the last two weeks have been dominating the line of scrimmage. Defensive line, and especially that offensive line. Man, the Lions offensive line... Listen, I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong... That offensive line's proving me wrong, man. I came into the season, and I'm like, the Lions' offense won't be an issue, but my one concern is the offensive line. The offensive line's been great this year. Decker, um, Ragnow especially. Jonah Jackson's a rookie. He's playing well. Um, the guard rotations suck, but the the offensive line, it's, it's doing work this year. Stafford looks safe for 90% of the game, and that's... More than I can almost ever remember saying. It feels like there's times where he's like just avoiding season-ending hits, mm-hmm. and now it's like he has. They got to him a couple times where it was like, "Wow, they got there quick." But other than that, I mean, it's been he's had a lot of time to throw. Even on, you mentioned on the game-winning touchdown or game-tying touchdown, he had all the time. I mean, yeah. It was a great blocking scheme that allowed him to filter out to the left mm-hmm. untouched. And it allowed Hawkinson to get wide open yeah. to get that score, too. Um, and the Lions also have another blocking weapon back there, Carrion Johnson. <sighs> you know, it sucks that Carrion's probably not going to be the same player he once was because of his knee, but his new role is literally just block for Stafford. And yeah. he tweeted yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, he's like, the way Nine is slinging that thing, no one's touching him. <laughs> right, man. I mean, and, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's true, man. You got to protect Stafford if you want to have a chance to win. And through this two-game winning streak, they've done that. They've kept Stafford upright. They've opened up holes for the run game. The defense has been playing well. And though it's not perfect, and though this team absolutely still has some areas that need to work in, and though the coaching is still a little sus to me and everybody else, like, hey, they're at 500 right yep. now. Okay, I'm not coming from this microphone and playing the, but if not for Gurley falling, they would have lost, but this, but that. No. It's a, it's I, did that, I did that last week against Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm not doing that for two straight weeks, okay? They won. On to Indy. That's, that's my mindset. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy right now. Quick question. What do you think happens to carry on Johnson at the end of the season? Uh, I, know, I believe he's still on that rookie deal for two more years. 
I think so. Is, I mean, he clearly almost feels like he has no purpose on the Lions team right now other than blocking, which I'm sure there's a handful of guys that you I mean, they took DeAndre Swift in the second round. Which kind of tells you yeah, that... That kind of... That was my first indication that Carriott's knee might be an issue, and it is. You see that brace. Yeah, and yet they have him blocking... <laughs> Hey, man, bum he's, he's, hey, well. he's happy with it. He's bought in. Like you can tell, he's probably wants to run the ball, but is very ha- like seems happy to support the team, and that's that could keep him around for a little bit. But I don't see rostering a guy just to pass block. Well, yeah, it's all right though. This yeah, year, hey. this year it's working Finding so far, pieces. so good. Yeah, Finding your pieces. Um, my last point in the lines before we move on to the Raiders. Um, I don't know if you saw the tweet from the locker room yesterday. Where they were, it was almost like a club dub situation with the Bears. You remember club dub? Oh yeah. Not remember. They still do it, but club dub after a Bears win, Matt Nagy literally throws like a banger in the locker room, lights off like right now, and music is just—it's like a club scene. Yeah. Like that's club dub. That's what the Bears do. Yesterday was kind of Lions, Lions Den, I guess. Like they were celebrating. They had a boombox and everything. It looks like the guys are having fun. And listen. It, the what it takes for Patricia to really turn this thing around, it's simple. Win. Yeah. If you win, we're not sitting here being like, oh yeah, the pencil's a fraud. Oh yeah, the GM's a bum. Like no one has that conversation. If you're winning, when you're winning, right. you know, no one's talking about has he lost the locker room. If you're winning, when you win, good stuff happens, and it looks like the guys are having fun when they're winning. That's what you need to do to get your guys to buy in. When you win, they go, well, hey, he's beating the hell out of us in practice, but you know what? It's We're winning now. So, again, what are, what are the three words I've been saying? Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Keep, keep it, it going. Rolling, keep, keep it, it rolling. going. Keep it rolling. All the above. John Matthew Stafford, Colts on Sunday. Let's go. Um, speaking of the Colts, though, now to move off of the Lions talk, one of the teams that they have to worry about in the AFC wildcard race are your Vegas Raiders. Again, Ooh. I cannot bring you onto the show and not talk about the no, Vegas I mean, Raiders. That's just a trash talk staple. I would okay? feel like I would. I wasted my time just talking about the... No, I'm totally he, kidding. No, 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 totally he, kidding. I would be happy Grant to would not be here if we did not talk about the Vegas Raiders. Today, um, I could avoid talking about <laughs> that. But anyway. it's not, Okay, so let's just get right into it. I mean, listen, Grant. My biggest takeaway as a non-Raiders fan after watching that game, you know, I know you're down the dumps a little bit right now because now you're three and three, which by the way, it's funny how football works. I'm happy at three and three and you're like, crap, at three and three. We had four and two aspirations yesterday. Yeah. After being the Chiefs, you should have. Yeah. I mean, Chiefs by week bucks. I mean, that feels like you have two weeks to prepare and did it was a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. It was a Carr one- was playing well. The defense, all things considered, was not playing terrible. They were slowing down yes. the Bucks at least, which yes. is all you can really do. I Ronald think. Jones really wasn't doing much nope. until the fourth quarter. Leonard Fournette wasn't having a great game. Mike Evans, I think, had one catch going into the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, that was, that was huge for me. Shutting down Mike Evans was like a, yay, like a nice little boost mm-hmm. when everything else went poorly. Like... Things were looking good through three quarters. Absolutely, but, down four. But, yeah, it was a four-point game yeah. after that field goal, which yep. you which, were kind of critical oh of that God. decision. I personally, I would have taken the points. I, I see why, but you're down seven, fourth and two. Yeah. In the red zone. Like, if you're 40 yards out, fourth and two, kick the field goal. You have so much work left to be done. You're in the red zone, fourth and two. You need two yards. You have Darren Waller. That's all I have to say. You have Darren yeah. Waller. Yeah. Any I, quarterback in the league can hit Darren Waller for two yards. Yeah. Just a quick little out. I mean, but anyway, took the points, four-point game. Yeah, it's a four-point game. But, again, my biggest takeaway from that Vegas Raiders loss, it's not that the Raiders are terrible and they just pooped that game away. It's that you just can't make mistakes against the Bucks, no. man. Like, the Bucks are really, <laughs> really good. When they have it figured out. I mean, they have it they've, figured they've out. had some questionable Brady's losses, but now they offense. are... Now Brady they're is, rolling. Brady is used to that offense. That I have him in fantasy. He's going to be dropping maybe over thirty a game. Yeah. Like that offense is yeah. nasty. You got Brady, um, you know Ronald Jones, London Fournette in the backfield. Um, wide receivers. 
Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown now, uh, Scotty Miller, who's Tampa Bay's Hunter Renfro. Who apparently can play football. Gronk is back. <laughs> I mean, not to mention their defense is also incredible. One, I think they're top five right now. I think they have to be. They have to be. Like, they, they have a solid defense. I think Todd points. Bowles has been fantastic this year with that defense. I mean, Tampa Bay is just Tampa Bay. They might be the favorite to come out of the NFC this year. Um, like, my biggest takeaway, it's not that the Raiders blow. It's that Tampa Bay is just really good. Yeah, the, they're buzzsaw. The Raiders made some mistakes, and Tampa Bay, like we expected, capitalized on that. And what was a four-point game... Just like that, truly turned into an eighteen-point game, and it was over. Yeah, and I mean, it was like the feeling was okay. Derek Carr late in the fourth, he's not maybe the top tier of guys you want running it. But he's, he's still been he's good very this year. Good, yeah, very good. Not only just in general, but very good at coming back or leading a comeback charge. He's been very good this yes. year. There's a lot of talk coming into this season that you know Carr and Gruden they might not get along. This might be Carr's final year, and maybe it still is, but. He's been good this year. Yeah, he has been He has been very much better than what I expected. That pick was on him, though. He just, he launched yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you can't fire that yeah. unless it's hitting him right in the numbers. Launched it If you're going to fire a missile, you have to be accurate. And if it hits him in the hand, because if, all you have time to do is get one hand on the ball, and I don't trust anyone in the NFL to just snag one like that. Well, I trusted one guy, and now he's out for the season in Odell. But, I mean, no, I mean, I want to blame this all on the defense, but you can't put up 20 points and expect to win in this year's NFL. Especially with the defense the Raiders have, you really can't just score 20 and be like, yeah, we'll contend. You won't contend against most teams. 20 points is nothing, and especially against the Bucks. And like you said, they have to be perfect. I was just about to bring that and up. And if the Raiders need to be perfect, they're not going to win. I was games. just about to bring that up. I don't think the Raiders are a team that needs to play perfect every single week. No. But you need to play perfect against a team like Tampa Bay. They made mistakes. Tampa Bay capitalized on them. Um, but now they're 3-3 three and three just like the Lions. And though, again, you're not as happy as I am with 3-3, three and three, I have said since the season started, before the season started, that... I think this Raiders team is a wild card team. At least. And now, you know, you mentioned the OBJ injury. He's out for the year with that torn ACL. I, I don't know if the Browns can come back from that. I know they're 5-2 and two right now. They had a really nice comeback win yesterday in Cincinnati. Baker had five touchdown passes, I believe. They started 0-5 and then threw, like, 22 com- like consecutive completed passes. Yeah. So that was I like the future scary. of that Browns team. I really do. I like Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry a lot. But... I just don't know if they can come back from this OBJ injury. They have no OBJ. They have no Nick Chubb. <sighs> That'll be tough. And you can make the argument that they won yesterday without OBJ. That is true. But I just... It's the Bengals. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to be able to stay in the thick of things without OBJ and Nick Chubb. But we will see. Let's just assume that they're knocked out of the race now, even though they're 5-2. and two. To me, it's a three-team race for that wild card. For those wild card spots, I should say. Baltimore because the AFC North is Pittsburgh's division now. Um, didn't see that coming. Just gonna say. That. I didn't know what to make of Pittsburgh coming into this season, but I, I didn't mean, ever think six and zero. That's that's just Mike Tomlin for you, man. That's just Mike Tomlin for you. So that's Pittsburgh's division, which means Baltimore, believe it or not, is now a wild card team. Um, Indy, who the Lions will see on Sunday, and then your Vegas Raiders. It's a three team race, and. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I still like the Raiders' position right now. They're 3-3, three and three, and this game coming up against Cleveland and Cleveland, it's going to be huge, obviously, for you guys. It'll be tough being in Cleveland. If it was in Vegas, I'd say you guys win. But being in Cleveland... Yeah, it's a little chilly. No, a lot no. But other than that, you got some winnable games. And you got, you got another... Not to cut you off. No, you got no. another game later in the season at home against Indy. That's huge. Yeah, it's week huge. 14. That'll kind of spell out the wild card because there's I see three games on this schedule that the Raiders could, not maybe not should lose, but losing that game would kind of be like, okay, yeah, I saw that coming. And that's Browns, Chiefs again, and Yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs are going to be pissed off. I think the Chiefs are going to be very angry, and they yeah. really want to beat the Raiders in their allegiant, their new 
Roomba of the of Sin City. <laughs> yeah. Roomba of the Strip, if you will. Um, and but other than that, I mean, I know that they got the Chargers twice, the Broncos, Broncos twice, twice. Jets, Jets, Dolphins, Dolphins. I Falcons. Mean, very winnable. That's games. all winnable games. Yes, yeah, the Raiders should be at least ten and six at the end of the season. And at least. I don't think that's like biased, or I don't think I'm being slappy. I think these are. I like, said that before the season started. Yeah. I said ten six wild card. And I've been saying double-digit wins. I don't think it's, like, the craziest thing after what we've done in the first six weeks. No. Or seven weeks. That Chiefs win really gave us a shot. It really opened a lot of people's eyes. And I I already knew who this Raiders team was. But a lot of people were like, damn, Vegas got something going. They're frisky. They'll either – I don't think they're going to blow a lot of teams out this year. Because that's just not the style they play. That's not how they play. No, No. they don't play to crush teams. They play to beat – they play to put a W in the win column, or in the a one in the win column, and that's all you really have to do. But that's gonna bite them. I'm kind of scared that they're gonna get comfy on Miami because Miami is also three and three, and starting Tua now, which I don't think that's a hey we quit sending the rookie. That's a no. That's hey a, we actually have a shot. That's that move by Miami was our team is taken bigger steps forward than we thought. Yep. So now let's get some experience with Tua so that next year we can go, let's be next year's Cardinals. That yeah. young team that takes that step. That frisky team. That, yeah. I mean, I didn't see the Cardinals coming. I didn't see the Cardinals oh, I did. beating Seattle. I didn't I, see them beating Seattle. I, I didn't see them beating Seattle, but I saw the Cardinals coming. I can't believe the Lions beat that Cardinals team. <laughs> hey, God bless. Hey, you know what? Uh, Any given Sunday. Yeah. But I don't know. It's It feels like even though I'm bummed about three and three, and you're pretty fired up about three and three, I feel like the Raiders and the Lions both have similar paths to the playoffs. Just These, like couple teams that they'll probably lose to, and then every other game where they're not like going, like not fate. Every game they're favored is very winnable. It, they don't really have a lot of frisky Raiders teams Lions. on the roster. Both. both. I feel like both teams like obviously the Lions are going to run into the Packers. Once more, yeah, one once more, more time more. at home though, week fourteen. Obviously, I have to play the Bears, who I don't really buy into, but still a good team. Still will be difficult to beat. Yeah, we talked about this before we came on air. Like, I think the Bears' defense will be; they'll continue to be really good, especially when it's already getting colder across yeah. the country. But you know, I think their defense will be fine. I think with the Bears, with that quarterback situation, like I don't know how much longer Big Woo Nick is going to carry them, but. They're they're five and one right now yeah. with a chance to be six and one after tonight. So yeah, yeah. But other than that, then you start looking at the other opponents, and it's like should win, should win. Like there's two, a lot of should win games. Two against Minnesota, one should against win. a Washington football should team, um, Houston. That's okay. That's the one like kind of frisky. Carolina and Houston are the ones I'm questioning. Yeah, that Carolina is a fighter. Yeah, that rule has frisky. that team fighting. I mean, even week one against the Raiders, they were down ten and brought it all the way back and that was like oh they can play houston's terrible but they got the shot watson he scares me so i don't know those would be nice like feeler games i think i don't think like a lot of teams always have those where you play the texans and just like especially the texans if you can beat the texans you kind of say hey they're not that good but they have talent we can get it. We can get in the playoffs if we beat. The if the Lions really want to have a chance at making that wild card, they got to be at least two games above five hundred before they go into that week fourteen through sixteen stretch of versus Green Bay at Tennessee versus Tampa. That can easily be three straight losses right yes. there. I mean, those are three of the best teams in football. Yeah. Um, Green Bay and Tampa, they are in like the tier one of the NFC, and Tennessee, sure. they're in my tier two of the AFC. Like, AFC, there's one tier, and that's Kansas City. Steelers aren't even tier one? I think they're tier two. Hmm. And then, Kansas City's Kansas City, bro. Like, I just can't go against Patrick Mahomes. What about the team that, what about the only team that beat Kansas City? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Super Bowl, Super Raiders. Yeah, I mean, you beat the Super Bowl defending champs, and I think you automatically go to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So we're good. No, you are the Super Bowl champ. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, Raiders have that belt. (laughs) No, but it's... It's shaping up to be an incredibly incredible. That's the best word I have for it. Just a great football season. It's good to be at this point in the season and know that your season's not over. Yes, because <laughs> I think two weeks ago, 
for the Lions, at it least, felt there was over. A, it felt like after going into that bye one and three with that Saints loss, it felt over to me. It was weird why Patricia. Sorry to bring it back to the Lions, but no, I, I have one more question about the Lions. Go ahead. Do you think this was like a Matt Patricia had this idea when he first came in? This is how I'm going to run the defense. We're going to shut down. We're going to drop everybody in a pass coverage, and we're just going to make them beat us on the ground. And then I think once you said he gets some fire under his ass. Starts getting a little like, okay, it's not work. He finally clicked, like, hey, it's not really working, and then I need to do what's what will actually win us. Like, it felt like a pride thing. The way they just... Well, he's the smartest man in the room. That's one of my biggest critiques with him. Like, him and Quinn. It's the whole smartest man in the room thing. Like, for the, for the people saying, like, oh, this has always been the plan for the defense. No, it hasn't. For three straight years, it's been, you know, a lot of man... And just dominate up front, even though they can't do that. <laughs> right. You know? And, again, it took a little fire under his ass to go, all right, I have to change things up. And now that it's working, he's going to keep it going. And yeah. hopefully that leads to more winning football. Because, you know, even though I'm not at all a Quinn or Patricia fan, like, I just want to see my team win. Like, all of my teams blow. They're all <laughs> rebuilding. And though I don't like Quinn and Patricia, like, I want them to prove me wrong, and I want to see them win. And right now, they are doing that. Yeah. Keep it going. I think that's what people on Twitter don't get. Or at least whenever you make some, oh, like, well, get, like, get out of the way of, get rid of Patricia Quinn. It's like, I, you don't want the Lions to lose, ever. Like, at least I don't think so. But the, Me? No. Right. You, you never root for those guys to lose. You just root for the Lions to be proactive and go get rid of them. But... I've been the same way. I don't. I didn't like a lot of the Raiders coaches for. Remember that terrible stretch, of just like mid Jamarcus Russell era. Um, <laughs> oh, Jamarcus Russell reference. Yeah, I I hated the coaches during that time. I mean, I can just remember Art Shell in particular. I just didn't like what he was doing. But I was never like, hey, let's lose. It was always like, hey, if he wants to win, I support him fully. And it's it's. It's the team thing. It's not a personal choice that you hate Quinn and Patricia. It's just they frustrate you, and you know you deserve better. You know you can get better, and you know you deserve that at this point. I mean, jeez, what don't Lions fans deserve, man? Like, you guys have been through some times. Some times. Some yeah. unprecedented times. Yeah, we've been, through, we've been through some tough times since the 50s. <laughs> um, but, I mean, no. Uh, again, like... I don't want to see them lose. I want to see them win. And if they prove me wrong, I'm here for it. Right. Like, I want to see them win. I would love to see. You know how happy I would be to get up on wild card Saturday or Sunday and know that the freaking Lions are playing with Patricia as the head coach? <laughs> I'd be like, damn. All right. That's... <laughs> That's nice. That's, That's nice. <laughs> because now you're not talking about blowing this thing up. Yeah, now, I mean, it's crazy how quickly these conversations are changing. Like, two weeks in, two weeks ago, I texted you. That's a great picture of Matthew. Uh, Tyler, just like sent, Tyler just sent a picture to our group chat. It's Maddie, it's the real Maddie Ice. It's Matthew Stafford wearing a fur coat. All white fur coat, by the way. Just yeah. absolutely. He looks like Maddie Ice in that he, picture. He deserves that. He deserves that all white coat, man. He's... <laughs> I said it on Twitter yesterday. He's not in enough like true goat conversations. I, what has he not done? Like if you look at his supporting cast, his team's records, and people will be like, "Oh, he doesn't deserve any sort of Hall of Fame considerations." You look at the fourth quarter comebacks. You look at the injuries he's played through. The intangibles. He's well. Again, that's why I was so happy after yesterday's win for the Lions. I was so sick and tired. I said it in my post game video. Um, I, which, by the way, I think I'm. I think I was on the news again for that posting a video. I saw you were a part of somebody's compilation. Justin Rose. He made a fan compilation. I was like, "Oh, I just know I'm going to be in this." So I clicked on it. Sure as hell, I'm there at the end. And I'm like, he probably put that in the news, but I didn't. I didn't see the news at all last night. I was. I was knocked out after a couple Michelob Ultras. Hey man, um, you deserve it. <laughs> uh, but. No, again, the reason why I was so happy and why I'm still happy today is because, like I mentioned at the start of the show, like, I was sick and tired of hearing people say, Tony Stafford's the problem, you're just wrong about this. Like, Eli can attest to this. He's He's been with me this entire time. And so have you yeah, and Tyler I, and Mike, I but 
with Eli specifically, you, I, I know you see him defending him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And like, Eli goes hard at people on Twitter. And, you know, that's that's the great thing about him. He's got kahunas, man. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't all. care. He'll he doesn't he care. <laughs> He's a Dick Stockton. He doesn't care, man. But listen. Again, that's why I was. I'm so happy right now. It's because Matthew Stafford had that comeback win. You know, that's vintage Matthew Stafford yep. right there. And uh, not to go back to the Lions and go off the Raiders talk, but I mean, listen, if you're, if Stafford is playing like vintage Stafford, which he has these last two weeks, and you got the defense playing the way it is, and you got the run game going like it is right now, outside of AP up the middle, third and fourth and short, halfback dive on Madden. Then you got a shot. You absolutely have a shot, especially with that schedule. Like Grant, we mentioned it before we got on the air. If they can win that game on Sunday against the Colts, the Lions, that is, you're legitimately looking at a six and three turnaround. Yeah, I mean this. This I think this Colts game sets the tempo for the rest of the season. They win and they're like sniffing playoffs. They lose and I think it fires everybody up just a little bit more. It fired me up. You saw how happy I was after yeah. making three and three. Oh my god! Which I mean, three and three is kind of the benchmark. I feel like like there's enough teams above and there's enough teams below. It's like that perfect average, which is cool because it is the five hundred record. But it's like you make one step forward and you are up there. You make one step back and you're completely forgotten about. By the way, going back to our group chat. Um, Tyler thought I was comparing Eli to Dick Stockton, but Eli, Eli knows me. He knows what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't call Eli what I really wanted to call him on air. He's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Stockton. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a classic Mr. Stockton. He's Richard. <laughs> Dick Clark. There. I think the message has been received. <laughs> the FCC can't come after me if I don't no, actually. Just people's names. <laughs> We're just. Co- I like Dick Clark. Dick Clark's very talented. Rest in peace. What what Rip game show was that? The Thousand Dollar Pyramid. Dick Clark. Gene Sim. No, I should know. Gene. Oh Gene God. Simmons. Gene Simmons. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who? I hope not. <laughs> Gene Simmons was on Kiss. Who was uh? Who was on the match game? Gene Gene Rayburn. That's what I'm thinking of. Gene Rayburn. No, not Gene frickin' Simmons. Okay, we're off the rails right now. Um, any final Raiders thoughts now that our group chat is in complete chaos? Now that everything's in complete chaos. Um, I just kept on explaining. <laughs> is um, that Anthony Ghost? Quentin Barry. Yeah, we're completely <laughs> lost here. What is going on? Final in our thoughts group on the Raiders. Chat. Ten and six is the bare minimum. Anything lower and Wait, repeat that. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Quentin Barry. That's fine. Ten and six for the Raiders is the bare minimum. Yeah. The genuine, truly, I'm giving them three more losses on the season. I think that's generous when, like, the next best team after the Chiefs, Browns, and uh, Colts is, like, Miami. I I think ten and six is a reasonable bar. I mean, listen, this is for the Lions and the Raiders. Like, you're going to lose some games and you're not not supposed to. Like, it's going to happen. But like you might win some games you're not supposed to. Oh, God, yeah. Um, you know, you're going to win some you shouldn't. You're going to lose some that you shouldn't. Um, so, listen, man. I think best case scenario for both these teams is wild card. Because there's no way in hell no. we're winning our divisions. No, we're Green in a Bay has spot. the North locked up. Kansas City has the, the entire league locked up. So, <laughs> let's be real here. Uh, at least they have the AFC locked up. They're going to need to slip hard. For the Raiders to take the AFC West. Same with the Packers in the North. Um, before we move on to college really quickly, I'm going to look at both the Raiders. I-, I want you to look at the Raiders' schedule. I'll look at the Lions. When is the next time you're on the show? So you're on know. after Atlanta. After Indy next week is Tyler. After Minnesota is Eli. You're after the Washington football team. Who do you play week 10? Who do the Raiders play? Uh, I want to say that's the Chargers. Broncos. Just looked it up. Broncos. You play the Broncos. On Sunday night football. <laughs> Raiders Broncos is Sunday night football? 5.05 p.m. On, oh, it's on CBS. 5.05? I don't think that's Sunday night football. Why is the Thursday night game on week 10 no, at 
What is going on? <laughs> we are messed up with the scheduling. Okay, um, maybe Bleacher Report's in, like, Central Standard Time? Maybe. Because all these kicks are, like, 2 o'clock. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so you're after the Washington football yeah, team. After Carolina's Tyler again. Um... Eli, put in the group chat right now if you would be available to do a special trash talk on Black Friday. Because I don't want to wait until Monday to do Texans... Lions recap. I feel like Eli, if he, I don't think the OC is open that day, but he can come to, he can come to Roseville. We can record an episode. Just let me know. But so, and then you're after the Bears game, week thirteen. Okay, Eli's there. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Black Friday, we're gonna have a special trash talk from Roseville <laughs> with well, Eli and Tony. I would like to say Tyler Sawa has just mentioned in the group chat that if the Lions lose this Sunday, he'll never join trash talk again. T- uh, Tyler, you're lying. I will drag you here. <laughs> lose Sunday to the Colts? That's what he said. E- Tyler, <laughs> that's not that's not a good bet. Right. That's not <laughs> that's like not, a... <laughs> that's not a good bet. Yeah, if the Lions lose on Sunday. Um, I'm going to get a, a Charlie Villanueva tattoo. No, that's, that's not how this works. By the way, I don't know if you saw this I, on Twitter. Someone actually has a Charlie V tattoo. Yes. If and I ever got a Charlie V tattoo, it would be of his toilet. Okay. Of tra- Does he have a cool toilet or something? You don't, you don't, you never heard of that story? No. Charlie V has a home in Dallas. It got robbed, like, a couple years ago. Someone stole his toilet. Someone stole the toilet. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to minorly, if you're going to majorly inconvenience somebody while breaking into their house, but not like really affect them truly in the long term, steal all of their toilets, steal their shower heads. It would just minorly inconvenience them. Oh, Tyler's saying he's a jinx. Well, you jinxed the Raiders yesterday. So I did jinx fair. the Raiders. I'm sorry. Down man. four. Oh, one possession game. Two possession. Three possession. Yeah, listen. That was that was like I don't blame you for that. Yeah, listen. That like I have crazy. I have um I have direct TV at my parents' house. We have NFL Sunday ticket. I turned Same on here. the Raiders Bucks game fourth quarter twenty four seventeen. It's a one possession game. It turned into a four point game. I was texting Grant's and I'm like, hey, look at this. And then boom, Raiders force a punt <laughs> or the Bucks scored whatever. The Raiders had the ball back. Tony texts me, hey, still a close game. Instant pick. <laughs> Truly like. The moment I looked at my phone as and read I, the text, the ball is batted up into the air. As I, sent, as I hit send, he threw the pick. And I was ahead of Grant by a little bit, so I'm like, I'm just going to let him figure it out himself. <laughs> All right. What about Justin Herbert? Tyler said that he already has a tattoo of Charlie B's toilet. I'd do, a, I'd do a Justin Herbert tattoo. I like Justin Herbert, man. I'm trying to get an, uh, I'm trying to get an April and the D tattoo. Just a giant D? No, no, an April and the D tattoo. The Good Luck Joes. I don't get them tattooed across my back. Like, you know how LeBron has Joes in one of his back? I'll put the Good Luck Joes. No, dude, just get a Mount Rushmore of the four Joes on your back. I do. I promise you, I, I reached out to the Good Luck Joes to try to get them on the show for April 1st. Their email, I don't think, is active. Yeah, I don't, I'm still waiting for a response. I have a strange feeling they may or may not have broken up. It's <laughs> some crazy, like, I want to be the star. Once they realize how I'm big the good April luck Joe. No, I'm the good luck Joe. <laughs> okay, if we're being real here, Tyler's tattoo would be of Yomer Sanchez. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, we have to get back on track here. Because <laughs> um, we do have one final topic to talk about that's not about toilet tattoos and Quentin Berry and Charlie V. Um, it might be somewhat toilet related. <laughs> for one of those schools. Um, Michigan, Michigan State football. You know, the Big Ten is obviously back. And. Um, it's good to have Big Ten football it's back. Great. By the way, can you check out there just to make sure no one's out there? I, I just want—I always want to make sure that we're not holding anybody over. If not, we'll take this to the car and we'll do another extra podcast. They don't have a show at noon. <laughs> All right. Oops. We've been told to be out of here. Okay. Couple quick seconds on Michigan. Michigan State football. Michigan State sucks. Michigan's looking good. Um, that's... <clears throat> let me get in the mic. Yeah, that, um... I... As someone who leans heavily towards Michigan, 
it felt bad for State. It felt oh, like... screw them. Like, I've... <laughs> I'm not saying I want this game to be close this Saturday. Oh, it's, it's going to be Michigan by 90. But that was... That was tough. <laughs> that was just... It was tough to watch. It didn't look like State... Oh, yeah. Tough to watch. Boo-hoo. It was great to watch Michigan. Hey, man, listen. I don't think 7-0 is out of the realm for Michigan. Going to that Ohio State game. But it's Michigan against Ohio State. It's... I know. They could have the most talented team in Ohio State. No, they're State not being, they're not being Ohio State. No. I'm just saying 7-0 could be a real thing. It could be. Joe Millen, one game, he's looking he really looks good. very good. He um, likes throwing it deep. Averaging like 15 I like yards Joe. completion. I like Joe Millen. I yeah. really do. I, I like Joe Millen a lot. Um, you know, you got four number one running backs in that backfield. Uh, the offensive line was moving people. Yeah. And, you know... The defense, I think, will figure it out unless they play Ohio State. But listen, going starting the season, going into Minnesota at night, you should have dropped fifty if it wasn't for Moody Booty. Um, that's impressive. That's a statement yep. win to start that's, the year. That's huge. <clears throat> and especially considering the fact that Penn State looks like a fraud, <laughs> surprised. Um, <laughs> and Wisconsin, the quarterback tested positive. What uh, is the ruling on that in college? Is that you like... have to, you're out at least three weeks? <sighs> yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, you're out at least 21 days. So, um, hey, listen, man. One game, I think Michigan's looking really good. Um, lots to be excited about if you're a Michigan fan. If you're a state fan. There's always basketball. <laughs> they unveiled some New Jersey, so I guess that's cool. Okay. <clears throat> Grant, thanks for coming on to the show this week. Anytime, Tom. We uh, got a little sidetracked with tattoos and toilet talk and Quinn Barry. But it was a good show this week. You'll be back after uh, Denver and o- Oakland. Damn it. Uh, Denver yeah. and Vegas. That's the first time I've done that. I write articles for the Raiders every week, and I still write Oakland. Yeah, that was article. my first slip-up. Um, you'll be back after Washington and Detroit as well, so that'll be fun. All right, thank you all for listening. For Greg Richards, my name is Tony Dabrowski. You're listening to 88.3 FM WXOU, and this is Trash Talk with Tony Dabrowski signing off.